how many times do I offer it? For most of us, it can feel really tempting because when we buy it and it's available, the idea is often that we think maybe we should be offering it every day or maybe even multiple times a day so that one, it doesn't go to waste, but two, we're really drilling home those number of exposures and tallying up those as quickly and efficiently as we can with the given item that we've already purchased. So I wanna give you some ideas that help you use the skills of purchasing and picking and preparing these things, but also giving you some of the strategies for offering it and the systems to include it in part of your rotation without it being an item that you need to push or pressure or force in order to help facilitate this process. So as always, this is not just wanting to give you more ideas on how to offer a different fruit or veggie, but I want to equip you with the skills, the strategies, and the systems that you need as a parent to be successful in feeding your family. Hey mama, I'm Ashley and welcome to the Veggies and Virtue podcast. In this podcast, you will find simple menu ideas, kitchen organizational systems spelled out for mom life and feeding tips and tricks that are both evidence-based and grace-laced. I believe that you can find flexibility when it comes to feeding your family so that you can feel calm, capable, and connected in the kitchen. As a registered dietitian and Christian mom of three myself, I want you to break free from the mealtime battles and to feel equipped while feeding your kids all day long. Pull up a stool at my kitchen counter and let me pour you a cup of coffee and say a quick prayer for you. It's time to chat about the mealtimes, messes, moments, and ministry of motherhood. A universal thing that I see across pretty much every family, particularly the families that I work with and my own family, is that we all want our kids to eat more vegetables. And I say eat more vegetables, but I'll interject, I really want my kids to learn to like more vegetables. So wherever your motivation might kind of fall on that learn to like scale or gosh darn it, you just want your child to eat them, these monthly episodes are going to be really helpful for you. Because something many of you might know, particularly if you have faced picky eating in your own family, is that oftentimes the research can say it takes 10 to 15 times before a child like something or eat something. And it can be upwards of 25 times or 25 exposures before a child is even tolerant to something. And this can get really confusing because while the research is rather clear about the number of exposures it can be, each of us as parents know that a variety of things can happen. One, we never even make it to that upper number because we burn out and we get defeated from offering these foods like vegetables that our kids don't tolerate, they won't touch, they don't taste, and they definitely are not eating. So that's why as I look at content over the course of the year that I think will be really helpful and impactful and ultimately action-oriented for you, one of the tools that's within Mealtimes Made Easy method that I thought would be really helpful to share is that from the seasonal fruit and vegetable guide that I give. This is something that members of Mealtime Made Easy method have access to. However, it's something that I'm going to also be sharing here and kind of tease out each month in terms of one seasonal vegetable a month and one seasonal fruit. So the episodes will be broken up. One will be strictly on whatever that vegetable of the month is. One will be strictly on whatever that fruit of the month is. And so I have this mapped out throughout 2023 just to kind of see how it resonates for y'all. Do you like this content? Is it helpful for you to be encouraged and have some new ideas on how to offer one new fruit or one new vegetable at a time. Because oftentimes our goals are really big and lofty. 
we just want them to eat vegetables. And yet breaking it down on a day-to-day and a month-by-month basis can feel a little bit more daunting and defeating because we either find ourselves in a rut and offering the same few vegetables that our family is just familiar with or the same few vegetables that maybe our child accepts and does eat. So this is really intended to help encourage you to continue to expose your kids to new fruits and vegetables and to continue to get that variety through these different foods, but also to have some really practical and tactical skills yourself on how do you shop for these things? Which ones do you pick as a good one? No one wants to go waste their money on, especially with elevated grocery prices on a food that is not good. So I want to walk you through how do you pick these at the grocery store? If you and I were there in the produce section together, What would I guide you to do as you're kind of handling the produce itself? Also, I want to give you the strategies to know how to offer these foods so that you're not feeling defeated, but you're knowing I'm really giving this my best shot and yet I'm keeping my expectations very low. But also, I want to give you the systems in place so you know how to begin including these items in your rotation because I think having one vegetable and one fruit a month gives you some focus area. A lot of families I work with ask, well, not only how many times will it take before my child learns to like it or ultimately will eat it, but also how many times do I offer it? For most of us, it can feel really tempting because when we buy it and it's available, the idea is often that we think maybe we should be offering it every day or maybe even multiple times a day so that one, it doesn't go to waste, but two, we're really drilling home those number of exposures and tallying up those as quickly and efficiently as we can with the given item that we've already purchased. So I wanna give you some ideas that help you use the skills of purchasing and picking and preparing these things, but also giving you some of the strategies for offering it and the systems to include it in part of your rotation without it being an item that you need to push or pressure or force in order to help facilitate this process. So as always, this is not just wanting to give you more ideas on how to offer a different fruit or veggie, but I want to equip you with the skills, the strategies, and the systems that you need as a parent to be successful in feeding your family. So the vegetable of focus for February is going to be cabbage. Cabbage is a winter vegetable typically. Again, I'm promoting the seasonality of these because that's when you often can find them on sale or at least not overpriced because they're out of season. And thankfully in many of our food supply systems, we do have access to a plentiful variety of fruits and vegetables year round. However, cabbage tends to be a great one in the winter months. It's a really hearty, leafy option and can be a really versatile vegetable, especially in cold climates or during the cold winter months. And so I want to share with you because there are so many different types of any of these fruits or vegetables that I'll talk about, but particularly with cabbage, there are easily 10 to 20 different varieties. And so I'm not going to go through each one of those. I'm going to just share with you the three that you will most commonly find in your grocery store. These are what we're going to, I'm not going to get into the variety names, but in simple layman terms, it would be your green cabbage your purple or red cabbage, I'm grouping that together, and your Savoy cabbage, which is a little leafier or has a little bit more roughly of leaves than the first two. But really when you're looking to pick a cabbage at the store, something that is awesome about it is it tends to be very low priced when we're looking at the price per pound 
of what we're getting for something like a cabbage versus some other vegetables, particularly when it's in season. So something that we want to be looking for when we're picking out a head of cabbage is one that's really firm and heavy for its size. We also want to see that on the outside, it seems to have crisp leaves, whether it's the Savoy cabbage or the other ones, the less damage you see on those outside leaves or the less like wilting that you see, the better it likely will be. But also know that because it is such a dense vegetable, you can always peel back those layers because you'll probably discard them anyways. And there's still a lot of cabbage underneath, but you can often get them in different sizes, you know, depending on if you want a little or a lot. I will say that a head of cabbage can go a long way, but the nice thing is, is as we talk about how to store it, cabbage lasts a lot longer than some of the other softer leafy greens. Think of like spinach or lettuce or romaine and things like that that can wilt or go bad much quicker. Those spring mixes, some of those things that are just more delicate greens, cabbage is really hearty and you can use half a head of cabbage this week and the other head of cabbage can last for a very long time without spoiling. So know that you don't necessarily have to worry as much about spoiling with this, but you do wanna make sure that you're storing it in the refrigerator in a crisper drawer, preferably. Now, the exception to this shopping tip and storage tip is if you want to buy cabbage that has already been pre-shredded. Sometimes in different salad mixes, it'll be more of like a chopped cabbage and say a chopped salad, or it might be shredded into something that's already kind of like pre-prepared for something like a coleslaw mix. Coleslaw mixes tend to use varieties of a green and a purple or a red cabbage as a mix, but they've already done the you know heavy knife skills of shredding that cabbage for you. You can buy it pre-shredded if that helps you know kind of ease the hurdle you have of overcoming to start purchasing this, start offering it, and start integrating it into your family's cycle of different menu options and vegetables that you do offer. But just want to offer the disclaimer that it does tend to be more expensive from a unit price perspective than if you buy the whole head of cabbage. So that's your personal choice for the convenience factor. If it's worth the added cost to you, it does make it really easy to do things with that we'll talk about. Or you can go ahead and shred it yourself, particularly if you have a food processor, you can use some of the different attachments to either chop it yourself or use one like the grate attachment to go ahead and grate it yourself and you can make a very large bag of grated cabbage to go ahead and use in many similar ways. You're gonna store them the same, but just remember if it has been already pre-cut, either from the store or by you, it is going to not last quite as long in the crisper drawer as say if you leave an entire head of cabbage intact. So as we talk about how to select cabbage and also how to store cabbage, we're now gonna get into talking about how we offer cabbage. And if you're in my Mealtimes Made Easy method, you know that the steps to eating or the steps to help our children learn to like new foods, like vegetables, is going to be to promote the visual tolerance first. We need to be able to have our child just stand this vegetable in their presence. And one of the first ways we can begin doing this is if you are at the store with them and you are learning how to select a cabbage to take home with you, invite your kids to that process. This is a very non-invasive, not intimidating approach to exposing them to this vegetable, get them involved in do they want to pick the green, the purple, the Savoy, whichever options that you see and begin helping them take interest in it so they 
increase that visual tolerance they have to this vegetable before it's even in your cart, in your kitchen, offered at the table. So as your child visually is tolerating the presence of, say, choosing purple or green, this one or that one, you know, you can really uh, capitalize on different things that your child is learning, whether they're younger and learning colors. If your children are getting older and learning letters or words, you can let them read it and pick it. If your kids are a little bit older and more advanced in their skill set, they can help you pick one. What is the less expensive one? Which one is on sale? They can start to understand some of these higher level concepts, but you can include any age and stage of kid in this process. But the goal is that we're initiating the steps to eating very early with things like visual tolerance. Moving from there, the process that I walk families through within Mealtime's Made Easy method is then talking about, okay, if we're looking at how do we offer and expose our children to different foods like cabbage, then we're looking to help our child interact with it. So again, this could start at the grocery store. If you're doing curbside or uh, you know grocery delivery or you have, you've kind of missed that initial phase, that's okay. Get them in to visually tolerate the cabbage as early on in the process as possible. And then the next step we want to take is, is our child interested in interacting with it? It might be that they're willing to reach for it and touch it at the store and put it in the plastic bags. Kids find that really fun. They may not be willing to physically touch something with their bare fingers yet, but maybe you let them take the head of cabbage and go put it on the scale. If you have the added time and you have the patience, that's probably the bigger one there. Speaking from personal experience, let your child get away a cabbage. It can be really surprising to kids how heavy and dense this vegetable is. That's a way where they don't have to physically touch the vegetable itself, but there's a barrier to their interaction like a bag and the inclusion of a scale that helps them to interact with learning to like this food. Again, all of these steps are far before the table, but you can begin to do these things in the kitchen as well. It might be that they're willing to utilize a utensil or to help feed chunks of cabbage into a food processor. Any of these interactions are going to help increase their tolerance to the exposure of this vegetable. Moving forward, as we talk about different ways to offer and expose cabbage to your kids, you might be working on, do they mind the smell of it? It, You can let them smell it when it's cold and raw. You can also do comparisons to help them smell it when it's being cooked. Cooked cabbage is going to smell different. And when in doubt, you can always compare and contrast in any stage of the steps to eating. So you might let them smell cabbage if they're so willing raw and compare it to another preferred food or another familiar vegetable that they're comfortable smelling. Let them compare it to the smell of the carrot that you might be putting in the coleslaw or next to the broccoli that might be going with it in the stir fry. Again, even if your child is not eating the coleslaw, even if your child is not yet willing to eat the stir fry, we can still make progress in these steps to eating through these steps. And then as we move on and we're getting closer and closer to our child being willing to taste cabbage and ultimately learn to like and eat cabbage, we wanna make sure that they're comfortable touching it. As parents, so often we expect our children to touch these foods with their mouths, one of the most intimate parts of their bodies, before they're even willing to touch it with their foot or their elbow. And so we have to think about how do we gain comfort? Our kid is not going to do a cannonball in a pool if they won't even dip their pinky toe in the water. So 
as with all the vegetables that I'm going to approach and any of the fruits that I'm introducing you to in the upcoming year as we talk about these seasonal rotations, we want to think about how do we optimize our child's comfort level in the seasons we have. If you go back and listen to episode 34, you hear how I talk about us being able to keep the tone at mealtimes comfortable while still pushing our children out of their comfort zone so they can ultimately develop more comfort and thus competence in eating new foods like vegetables, like cabbage. So go listen to episode 34. It'll go in more depth on the steps to eating approach as well as how you can kind of see it from the vantage point of dipping your toe in the water versus doing a cannonball off the high dive and kind of how that applies here. But you can see how this progression of our children touching a food is going to ultimately lead them up to wanting to taste and later eat this food. So when we're looking at this ongoing process of offering and exposing our kids to food, we also want to look at how are some ways that we can enjoy this food. So once our child is willing to taste it and eat it, what are some of the ways that we might be introducing them to cabbage and including these in the meal planning systems that we utilize in our home. And so some of the ways that my family really enjoys it, again, if you go Google ways to include cabbage to kids, there's gonna be 572 ideas or more. But for my family, one of the first ways that my kids learn to like cabbage beyond all the steps that we've already talked about is through pairing it with other preferred foods. Y'all have heard me talk about before, my kids are huge taco fans. This has taken years and years of process, starting from the shredded cheese and the tortilla chips separate to now my kids being much more adventurous in the way that they will eat a taco. But one of the things that my kids really like is when we do go to Costco, and many stores now have it, is those Costco street tacos, and it's just tortillas and cut up chicken that's you know been seasoned and all the things. But the vegetable that they offer alongside the chicken and the cheese and the different sauces is a cabbage base. Well, usually if we're doing tacos at home, I'm offering lettuce or shredded romaine or chopped up spinach or something of the like. But this is one of the times that, you know, unless we are doing a fish taco at home, I may not have been offering cabbage. But now my kids know that that because they love these Costco chicken street tacos, they've learned to like the cabbage that comes with them because the pairing of the non-preferred and the preferred foods as I talk about within Mealtime's Made Easy Method and specifically within my Love It, Like It, Learning It framework. Sometimes it starts as simply as putting one shred of cabbage on their taco and make it really fun and make it really playful. Again, I walk families through this in depth within Mealtime's Made Easy Method, but understand the tactics that you're using to help them have interest in tasting it, exploring the texture of it, and ultimately trying it in a way that they tolerate and that they want to continue to eat more of. And so it might be just putting one little shred on their taco and see, can they even taste it? I'll tell you right now, my four-year-old can. It's a different texture and his mouth is still sensitive enough to this new food that it's going to pick up the little bits of cabbage that may have been in his taco. Where my daughter now has increased, or I should say my oldest daughter now, has increased her interest in it so much so that she'll willingly add cabbage to it. Not, you know, is it as much cabbage as I put on my taco? No. But the fact that she has learned to like it through this whole process, she's nine. Remember, this did not happen overnight. However, implementing these different skills to just gain the confidence as a parent to purchase some of these new foods and then utilizing the strategies to continue to expose your kids to these new foods and then finding ways to integrate these foods into your meal planning systems can all together take something as simple as a meal idea and make it 
a skill, a strategy, and a system can be much more successful with. So while a chicken street taco from Costco is not the end-all be-all way to introduce your child to cabbage, I hope that you can see it as an example of a way that you can work through this process and begin to expose your child to it more. Just as we're not having Costco street tacos on a daily basis, I'm not offering my kids cabbage each and every day during the month of February. However, I do think it can be really helpful for us to be intentional about trying this process and committing to the process and the time that it often takes to help our children learn to like new foods, including vegetables like cabbage. So begin working through these steps, not with every vegetable that's in the produce section, but picking one each month like those that I'm going to be suggesting so that you feel like you have a starting place that you can begin to practice with and gradually add to, to begin incorporating cabbage in a variety of recipes and meal ideas that your child may learn to like. So for the sake of time, it's hard to believe we've just spent almost 20 minutes talking about cabbage, but I hope that you're feeling inspired, encouraged, and ultimately ready to take action in introducing and exposing your kids to new vegetables like the vegetable of the month for February, cabbage. Tag me on social media if you try any of these strategies, if you are in the store and utilizing your skills to now feel more confident picking out this produce, and make sure you're following the podcast so that you continue to get more episodes like this one. I'm going to be covering the fruit of the month for February next week and each and every month of 2023. So just tap the three dots on your podcast player, click follow show, and you'll be notified each and every time an episode goes live. Otherwise, if you want to know more about strategies like the ones I talked about today, you can go to mealtimesmadeeasy.com to find out more about the skills, the strategies, and the systems that I share to help make mealtimes easier for you and your family.